Hi, and welcome back to In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. On this month's episode, we're excited to talk all about electric vehicles. And with National Drive Electric Week approaching, it's the perfect time. Join us as we sit down with three Cowie to Fate EMC employees to talk about how we support the use of electric vehicles and gain firsthand knowledge of their personal experiences with their own EVs. Our first interview is with Cowie to Fate EMC's Vice President of Energy Services, Jimmy Adams. He is going to talk a little bit about our involvement with electric vehicles and how we are committed to finding ways to assist our members in utilizing green energy and technology. So let's jump in with our first interview. Welcome back, Jimmy. Um, You've been on the podcast before, so we're glad to have you again. Thanks, Rachel, and thanks for having me back. I'm a huge fan of these podcasts, and I always, without fail, learn something new each episode. Awesome. Well, that's the goal. So um, I like to give our interviewees a chance to introduce themselves. So if you don't mind, just giving our listeners a refresh of what you do here at EMC. I work with our energy services department, um, economic development, residential, energy efficiency, electric vehicles, solar, all the new technologies that we're that we're promoting for our members. Okay, awesome. So let's dive in and talk a little bit about those technologies. So, Jimmy, can you tell our listeners some things that we are doing here at Cowie Fed EMC to promote green energy, but specifically around electric vehicles? Electric vehicles are becoming more and more popular with our members. Uh, we began uh, our Drive Free for a Year incentive program approximately two and a half, three years ago. And since then, we have worked with over 300 of our members as they purchased new electric vehicles. Uh, our main focus is we just want to provide advice and knowledge and information for the electric vehicle members in things such as charging, not only at home, but also uh, commercial charging and also uh, the proper electric service rates that would benefit the EV driver. Okay, great. So for our members, if you do have an electric vehicle and you're not enrolled in Drive Free for a year, be sure to reach out to us um, because it's a wonderful incentive that we offer. So I would like to ask you, because I know you've recently bought an electric vehicle, can you tell us about your experience and what led you to make that decision? I have. uh, I really believe that I should uh, practice what I preach, and I'm a huge proponent for our members for electric vehicle transportation. So uh, when I had the occasion to purchase a new vehicle, of course, I needed to to purchase electric. Uh, I've been quite pleased with the vehicle. It drives, in my opinion, uh, much better than previous vehicles I've had. But And it's been uh, a challenge and also fun learning the range of the vehicle, the charging network, uh, not really scheduling my daily driving around available charging, but uh, on longer trips uh, following a network of charging stations. Uh, One thing that requires a lot of attention is the installation of home charging. Uh, We estimate that 80% of all EV charging for our members will occur at their home. So the installation of a home charging station is very critical. And we we like to offer the knowledge for our members to help with that process uh, for safety as well as speed of charging. So that's uh, that's really been a point of emphasis here internally with uh, not only new homes, but existing homes. 
Okay. Thank you for sharing your personal experience. Is there anything else that our members should know before they decide to go electric? I think just uh, the fact that we are here as a source of, of information uh, for our members, any questions they may have, uh, not only for the EV, but for our programs. Um, charging at home, as I just mentioned, is a is really an important topic, and we want to work with our members to encourage the charging of the vehicle during off-peak hours. Um, when everyone returns home from work in the summer and turns on the air conditioning, that's when our system, electric system, typically peaks in terms of demand. And so we would like to work with our EV members to encourage the postponement of this charging maybe later in the evening that will make our grid more sustainable. Yes, that is a great point. Um, So thank you for providing that information for our listeners. I think that wraps up our questions. So thank you so much for coming on with us. Thanks, Rachel. And please, listeners, stay tuned to hear from our next interviewee, Matt Stitcher, about his personal EV experience. We are back with Crew Chief Matt Stitcher. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for coming on today. Um, I always like to give our guests a moment to just introduce themselves. So you want to talk about maybe what you do here and how long you've been with EMC? Sure. I uh, run a line crew of Bucket Truck and I've uh, been here 23 years. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service here. No problem. Um, so thanks again for coming on and sharing your EV experience. We know a lot of people are making the switch to electric vehicles, so we're excited to hear your thoughts on this as someone who has done it. So just tell us, Matt, what kind of EV do you have and about how many miles do you get on it? We have a Kia Nero. We, when we fully charge it now, it's up to, I think, 315, 315 miles. So that that gets you around. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. When when exactly did you buy it? We bought it last this February. Oh, okay. So fairly new then. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what actually led to your decision to make the switch and purchase an EV? So uh, to be honest, we were scared to do it at first, um, but with the rebates that we got, um, it really made it so affordable. And then when you add on the fact that you're not paying these high gas prices, Absolutely. it really made the decision a whole lot easier. So, And I'm sure that's very common. A lot of people probably experience that and are nervous to buy it. But you're right, that that is a benefit, you know, not having to pay the gas prices. So we were just talking a minute ago, and you were saying how little you had spent on charging since purchasing the vehicle. Yes, I think we've, uh, my wife said she spent less than $60 since February. I think we have probably getting close to 8,000 miles. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So just think about the savings there. So tell me a little bit about the buying process. Like, how did you narrow down which EV you wanted to purchase? Well, the the dealership that we went to, actually, they only had two, and both of them were Nero's, just different colors. And the the salesman there, he was was actually debating himself on buying one and trading his truck in to get one, and... uh, 
we looked at the payments and decided if we did uh, she could use it in town as much as she goes and so it, it was a good decision for us I think okay and how easy is it for you and your wife to find charging on the road so she's better at it than I am she has an app that she uses and especially in town it's, it's no problem I don't think she's ever not been able to find a charging station so pretty easy <laughs> yeah that is awesome so no range anxiety there then yeah, that's right <laughs> okay is there anything else you can think of that a member should know about buying an ev i will say um the little electric cars they scoot they are <laughs> quick um you know the big trucks i'll pull up beside the big trucks and they're you can just tell they're not wanting to let me get over and they, they don't stand a chance. Forget it. So they get you from point A to point B. Very nice, yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. So lastly, and just to wrap up, Matt, would you encourage a member to go electric? Yes, I think so. I think uh, I think it's been a good experience, and I, I'm very certain that uh, it's going to weigh heavy on my next decision on a next vehicle. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll go back with electric. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again for sharing your experience, Matt. No problem. And be sure to stick around for our last interview with Jeff Opsel, where we're going to hear about his personal EV experience and why he decided to go electric. We are back with Jeff Opsel. He is Supervisor of System Administration and Data Analytics. So welcome, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. So I'll give you just a moment to introduce yourself. If you want to tell our listeners what you do here for Cowie DeFay at EMC and maybe how long you've worked here. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Jeff Opsel. Um, I've been in the IT department here for about 15 years. And so just deal with a lot of our different systems and uh Starting to dabble into some reporting and data analytics as well. So, Very good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining us and sharing your EV experience. Um, like I've discussed with Jimmy and Matt earlier, many people are reaping the benefits of EVs. And with National Drive Electric Week starting in a couple weeks, it's a great time to talk about the perks of EVs. So I'd just like to ask you about yours since you do personally own one. Jeff, what kind of EV do you have and about how many miles do you get on it? Uh, I currently have a Tesla Model 3 uh, 2022 version. Um, I got it back in June and uh, I have a long range model so it gets about 350 miles at 100% charge. Um, most days I charge up to 80% so I can get about 200 and 80 miles on it. So that's awesome. Okay. So, do you ever have any issues when you're out finding charging stations that are around and available for use? Um, yeah. So, I did my homework before I got one and made sure I had charging set up at home so I can charge nightly if I choose to. Um, I really don't necessarily need to with the short distance I drive every day. I don't probably drive more than 50 miles per day. So, I really don't need to top it off. But it's kind of nice to be able to plug it in at night and leave with a, a full tank basically every day if, in case something comes up I need to go further. I did take it on a trip 
recently on the highway to um, Jekyll Island, and there's uh, we had no problem charging. There was um, several Tesla supercharger stations on the way, um, even on Highway 16 or Interstate 16, which was nice. So had destination charging at the hotels, so had all kinds of places to charge. So I didn't didn't really have any issues, but um, so yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, you talked about having a home charger. So for our members who are interested in going electric, can you talk about the process of how it was for you to install a charger in your home? Yeah. So um, with the standard plug charger they give you with a car, I was going to get about three miles per an hour charging, which is pretty pretty low. And so I basically pretty much had like a dryer outlet per se installed in the garage. It was simple for me because my panel is already in the garage and I had some space on it. Um, so they just ran some conduit on the wall and put one up in the garage. So I, I had to check around with a few different electricians. You do have to be careful with that because a lot of times if you just tell someone you are putting in an EV charger, there can be some extra costs that they add on, especially if you mentioned maybe it's a Tesla or whatnot. They, there's some extra costs that get added on that probably shouldn't be there. So you do your research and homework on that for sure. But there's a lot of websites I think that can help you find local electricians that um should be you know pricing you correctly on that so um but yeah it was uh, not too bad to go through and and now it's just great to have that benefit of i can plug there if i need to nightly so absolutely that that is a great tip um to let our members know to shop around on that so jeff are you actually enrolled in our program um, drive free for a year yes i am and based on my Driving every day, I would say that that's pretty accurate. It pretty much would ma- help me drive free every week, pretty much. Um, it's pretty pretty, pretty close, so I was kind of surprised. So Great. So you are reaping the benefits of that for sure. Yes. <laughs> so let me just ask you, what actually led to your decision to buy an EV? Uh, for me, I've, I'm in IT. I've always been into technology and gadgets and whatnot. And so, um, you know, obviously Tesla's been around for a long time and, and um, seems something that very much interests me. But, you know, costs were kind of high on the initial models. And, uh, you know, if I needed to get it worked on in service, I was concerned about that. But as they grew and um, became more prevalent and had newer models that were more reasonable, um, that's when I decided to kind of take a look at them. And so, um, you know, they've got a couple service stations in Atlanta. I think they've got one that's coming to Fayetteville next year sometime so um and their supercharging network was was big because i do if i do buy something like that i would like to be able to take it on a trip and foul that supercharger network it's pretty tough i know i know charging is getting better out there uh, with other rapid charging like that um level three charging but um without supercharger i don't think i would apply about one just yet i think it might be too early myself but um but it just depends on what you plan to do with the vehicle if it's just local driving then there's no problem at all getting ev i don't think so Absolutely. Okay. Well, Jeff, is there anything else that you can think of that maybe a member should know about before purchasing an EV? Um, I would just say if you do want to charge at home, have the electrician come out and check and make sure that you've got enough capacity in your um, breaker box that you can handle adding that load on. Because if not adding one of those on, could that be some extra expenses? So there's definitely some things you might want to do as far as that, that goes. Because you want the convenience of charging at your house. You don't want to have to go plug in your car and sit somewhere for an hour to add on 30 or 40 miles uh, when you can just let it happen overnight, you know, and wake up and be ready to go. So. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, that is all my questions. So thank you very much for joining us, Jeff. All right. Thanks for having me.
That's a wrap for this month's episode on all things electric vehicles. For more information, and if you have any questions, please visit our website at utility.org. As always, we invite you to subscribe to In The Loop wherever you listen to your podcast so you'll never miss an episode. See you next time.